what y'all got tonight on here is just scripture. What we're going to be doing some reading. Still talking from uh, Mark's gospel. Uh, we will probably do. Listening to her own self sing. <laughs> well, we need to just scrap this lesson and uh, talk about pride or something. <laughs> Uh, praise the Lord. We probably will, um, well, I was fixing to say, um, this lesson and uh, one more that I want to touch on, one more uh, place in, in Mark uh, before we finish up uh, with the, um, the Gospel of Mark. And tonight I want to, talk about something that that's very, very important, and it affects far more people than what we realize or imagine. And I want to welcome those that are tuning in about right now uh, by means of the uh, uh, live stream. We appreciate you tuning our way tonight. And... Um, we're going to be talking this evening about facing your fears and doubts. Facing your fears and doubts. And I am fully persuaded, as I've already said, that this affects more people than what uh, we actually realize. And we are going to be going to the ninth chapter of Mark's gospel, and we're going to begin reading in verse 14, and we're going to read down uh, through verse 29 uh, for the scripture reference uh, tonight. And this is what it reads like. Uh, I give those that's watching my live stream, if you want to open your Bibles up to follow along. Uh, Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 14. And this is what it reads like. And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to him greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Or uh, what are you talking about with my disciples is what, what that boils down to there. Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples, 
that they should cast it out, but they could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Now, I don't know about you, but I can, I, I can, I, I can detect a little bit of aggravation there uh, in the demeanor of the Lord. Uh, he said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. You know, he was getting a little bit fed up, I believe. I believe he was getting a little bit fed up. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground, wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? He said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24. Um, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, notice with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter uh, him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Amen. Before I get in uh, what I want to talk about on this, I want to point out something here. Uh, well, let me ask a question. How many do we have here tonight has, has ever been in a service where somebody was demon-possessed? Then if you have been in a service with somebody demon-possessed, this scenario uh, should look familiar to you. Um, and so, but the reason, what I want to first point out, I heard somebody make a comment one time, been a, been a few years ago, uh, somebody was in the service and they was demon possessed and they were doing very similar to what this young, young man was doing and people get around praying, trying to cast the spirit out. And this one individual said, well, um, nobody there evidently has got the Lord because if they had the Lord, they would immediately take control of the situation 
and stop the person from doing that because Jesus would just stop it. I want you to know that the spirit began to convulse and with this child, even when Jesus started praying. But Jesus did take authority over it. Um, and so I wanted to point that out, but we're going we're gonna to talk tonight, use this, about facing our fears and our doubts. Uh, verse 24, if you'll notice, I've got uh, on the handout here uh, something that I've got in bold type. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Um, unbelief is when you make up your own mind about what God can and can't do. That's basically what unbelief is. You've already subconsciously made up your own mind, well, God can do this, but he can't do that. Or what God won't do and how he does or doesn't operate. Amen. Many times, unbelief is linked to fear. Hallelujah. Many times, unbelief is linked to fear. Let me give you an example because I have seen this too many times. When some hears that big C word, an automatic fear of death comes on them and that fear hampers their faith for complete healing. I have read several articles by well known physicians in that field who had said that more people with cancer, no matter what type of cancer, the main cause of their death is them giving up. Amen. The main cause of their death is giving up. They, when they hear that word cancer, they automatically begin to have a fear of death. And that's why I say that many times fear is linked with unbelief. Uh, and, let, and let me say this, whether it's cancer or what, uh, whatever it is, don't claim it. I have heard people with cancer, they talk about, well, my cancer this, my cancer that. That's, that's one thing you shouldn't do. You shouldn't put them two together, my and cancer, or my and anything. Uh, some of the hardest things that we have problem to do is learn how to condition ourselves in faith in God. Amen. We, uh, we accept what the report is of man rather than the report of God. Amen. It's the truth. And we uh, make a mistake 
uh, in doing that. And we have got to learn to face fear, and we've got to learn to face doubt. Amen. This man was honest with Jesus uh, when uh, he was talking with him. Uh, He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I feel like, and now this is this is this is my feelings and my opinion about it. He said, "Lord, I believe, but I'm I'm doubting whether you will or you you can, because if you back up, notice what he uh, what he uh, what he told the Lord." Let me back up before that. Uh, let me uh, uh, find that. Um, just give me just a minute. I didn't. I didn't mark it. Yeah, in verse 22. <clears throat> in ver- <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 22. And often he has thrown him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything. I believe right there was a sign what made Jesus uh, ask him what he did. Because he said, if you can do anything, have compassion. You know, if you can. We've got, we've got to believe that he can and that he will. Can you say amen? We've got, that is, that is necessary. And getting back to this thing about uh, fear being linked to it, uh, that's, that's another issue. Uh, that defeats many a believers uh, is fear. Second uh, Timothy one and seven, and I've got that on your handout, and it reads like this: For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. Notice something there. Fear is a spirit. And where do you think that spirit comes from? It don't come from God because he said God has not given us a spirit of fear. If you've got fear, it didn't come from God. God didn't send it your way. Fear is a spirit. Amen. Just like any spirit that needs to be dealt with. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. If you've got fear, it ain't going to allow you to believe like you should believe. Now, let's, let's talk 
a little bit about a man in the Old Testament, a young man at the time, um, and that's David. Long before he, he became king, when he went up against Goliath. Do you realize that David did not face his fear when he went up against a lie, uh, a Goliath? He had already done that. If you go back and you read the scriptures, and I'm not going to uh, take our time to get back into that, but I think everybody knows the story well enough. I mean, everything that David spoke was positive. There was nothing negative about what David said. I mean, stop and think about it. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistines who has got the nerve to defy the armies of the living God? No fear there. He had already faced, listen, David had already faced the fears when he was out tending his father's sheep with the bear and the lion. Hallelujah. The bear and the lion, neither one of them was as big as Goliath was. We know that Goliath was, was uh, uh, over nine foot tall. Amen. He was ready to face Goliath because he had already faced his fear a good while ago. And you'll find out when you go back and read, if you remember the story, um, he ran towards Goliath. Amen. He took off running toward him. He did not try to, to get under some bushes or whatever, but he ran toward Goliath. Amen. And so David had already faced his fear. He told him, he said, You come against me with sword and staff, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. And he told him exactly uh, what was going, what he was going to do to him that day. <clears throat> that is what <clears throat> that I am talking about. Uh, uh, that uh, when you when you allow fear to come in, you're not going to be able to have the faith that you need to have. It's as simple as that. the The first step and over. Uh, and, and overcoming doubt is to conquer fear. You got to make sure, Brother Douglas, there ain't no fear involved. You got to deal with the fear question first. And like I said, uh, and that is, it's linked to it a whole lot. But it didn't come from God. Now, let's. Um, Let's notice something else of um, someone who had a little different experience than David. Matthew chapter 14, verses 30 and 31. I'm going to start reading, and I want somebody to tell me who this is. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, 
he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Who are we talking about? Peter. This is when Jesus came walking on the water in the middle of the storm. And the disciples um, thought it was a ghost coming towards them. And he called out to him. He said, it's I. Don't be afraid. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you. Wow. Now, just think about that. Here you are battling the storm. You've been thinking the boat's going down. But Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus said, come on. Peter stepped out of the boat. And he began to walk on the water. Now, before, before we give... Uh, get too hard on Peter's case for for a brief moment or two, Peter did something that no other human being has ever done. He walked on the water. He walked on the water. But picks up in verse 30, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. What did Peter what did Peter do at that moment? He got his eyes off Jesus. He had to quit looking at Jesus to notice the wind. Amen. And that brought fear. Here's the point I want to make. Peter had faith, but he's like that father, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. If Peter didn't have faith, he'd never stepped out of that boat. He never would have stepped out of that boat if he didn't have faith. But here come fear in. That's what I'm trying, that's my point tonight. That's the whole thing that I'm trying to, to nail, nail home. When he took his eyes off Jesus, he saw the wind, and he got afraid. And what happened when he got afraid? His faith left. And when his faith left, he began to sink. I submit to you that it was Peter's faith that was letting him walk on the water. But he got his eyes off Jesus. The devil has got a lot of tricks up his sleeve to get your eyes off Jesus. The church world today, it's sad to say, but a lot of people in the church have taken their eyes off Jesus. They're looking at everything else but Jesus. Hallelujah. And that will get you in trouble every time. That will get you in trouble every time. He saw the wind's boisterous. He was afraid and beginning to seek. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. At least praise the Lord. He knew what to do. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Lord save him. That drives home the scripture. I think it says, Who shall ever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It worked for Peter, didn't it? And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? He believed, but he had some unbelief that the fear that hit him revealed. Praise the Lord. All right, to finish this up, the other point that I want to make, Jesus uh, took control of this situation. Uh, Jesus uh, cast the devil out of the child, and he, be he became as one dead. I mean, where he was convulsing, foaming at the mouth, and doing everything else when uh, uh, he just went limp and a lot of folks thought he had died. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? That's a... Um, uh, honest question because Jesus had prior to this given them the power to cast out devils to heal the sick remember he sent them out by twos I used this scripture and preached a message one time several years ago by the title of what kind is your kind? And this is the scripture that I used. So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There, there are some situations that you're going to face in life that it's going to take a little bit extra. That even your faith alone will not be good enough. Jesus had given him the power to cast out devils, to heal the sick, but they could not cast this one out. And Jesus told him in a private setting, he said, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's going to be times that you're going to come up against some devils that you're going to have to dig your feet in the sand. Hallelujah. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to fast. You're going to have to seek. Amen, God. That's going to be on the way. You can't overcome it. You can't overcome it, but you've got to be willing to put just a little bit more into it. Several years ago, I was still very young, and I was preaching a revival. 
And I met somebody who attended that church that had been in church for 40 years and had never been filled with the Holy Ghost. He had sought the Holy Ghost for 40 years. 40 years. He had repented. He had been baptized in Jesus' name. But there was something blocking him. Something hindering him. Now, it could have been fear. It could have been some unbelief. I don't know what it was. He was up to the altar every night. Now, that's one thing I wished. That dry, it dry, I'm going to be honest. It drives this pastor up a wall. I don't know what the deal is when people come into the church today, they repent, and they tell me they want to get baptized, and we baptize them, and they seem to think that's it. I was talking to Brother Wayne this past Sunday, and since we have been here in this facility, been here in this facility, we have baptized a numerous amount of people, 30 or 40. We had one service, and we we got this one on um, on video. You can go on YouTube and see it, I believe. But one Sunday we baptized uh, eight or nine people in one setting. None of them, none of them, attended service. Why aren't they here? I'm gonna tell you something. And take this as a warning for anybody that may be watching on, on the video. If you repent and get baptized in water and stop and don't seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you will not endure. I like what I saw on Facebook one time. Somebody was asking, do you need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? Somebody answered, I need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Don't stop. That ain't the ending of it when you get baptized. You need the Holy Ghost. That's part of the new birth. Jesus told Nicodemus, you've got to be born of the water and spirit. That's exactly right. I am, but I don't know, people today, I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but you know yourself, you just do not seek, see people coming and seeking for the Holy Ghost. Now, we got evidence just, just here, here recently, when people seek, God still fills. But you got to seek for it, you got to ask for it. Hallelujah glory. Let's all stand together.